Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the weekly voice memos. I think this is memo 25. That might be completely wrong, and I'm sorry if that's completely wrong, but... Anyways, I hope last week was great for you guys. Um, What's interesting is I'm going to preface this right now. I am weirdly physically exhausted. I just recorded two podcast episodes, and then over, over, I was overthinking it way too much, so I deleted them. And I know in the grand scheme of things, like, the consistency matters more, and, like, what I have to say is somewhat interesting to some of you guys. But I think it's just this weird struggle. Um, and I know why. So, for context, last week I went to Tennessee. It was for a spring break trip, and... It was a great trip. I'm just kind of exhausted because I drove nine hours yesterday and the back half of that was in absurd rain and then absurd sleet and snow and terrible conditions. Um, But anyways, I am feeling pretty physically tired. And so I was like overthinking that a lot. And so I recorded two podcast episodes and then scrapped them. Both of them had video elements to them. And so as you can notice, this one doesn't. Maybe it's you know, partly because I'm kind of too lazy now. Um, and maybe the video element has something to do with it. I don't know. Whatever it may be. I hope you guys have been doing well. This podcast is a little weird because it's been a minute since I've recorded a podcast, uh, for context. Some of the podcast episodes you guys have heard have been pre-recorded, And so this is one, and that's just, you know, to get out clips and whatnot early. But for this episode, I'm recording it on a Saturday evening. And so it's a bit too close to the upload date for comfort but it feels almost fitting to talk about just feeling tired (laughs) this is the tiredness episode this is the cozy episode um and it's weird because i'm not mentally tired at all i think i'm just physically tired and exhausted and so yeah i wanted to preface this podcast episode by saying it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy it's gonna be a little bit more of a chill relaxed one um But anyways, let me check out some of your questions. I decided that this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about like energies and specifically how to recover properly. I feel like in times of where I'm at right now, it's really just my body telling myself to you need to sleep. But in that same way, I think a lot of times I get really scared because I'm a creative driven person, but sometimes you lose that drive. Sometimes you don't feel any passion and you go down this rabbit hole of like, hey, is this all there is to life? But I've always learned that a good 12 hour nap, a good a good 12 hour night of sleep will get you back on track. Um, And so I feel like I've been feeling that way recently, which is kind of weird. But like I said, physically exhausted. So. What I will say is I want to make this episode a bit more chill. So we're going to be answering some questions. I just put something up on my story like 30 minutes ago. Uh, and you guys sent in some some responses. And so let's go ahead and read through a few of these. Um, ooh, this is this is an interesting one. Okay, this is an interesting one. When is it the right time to say I love you? That is super interesting. <laughs> I feel like that is not the twist I thought was coming on this episode of the podcast. Um, I feel like I'm not really a go-to guy when it comes to relationship advice. But I, I feel like this one stood out to me because 
Very recently, I've had to uh, encounter this, saying I love you for the first time to someone that I love. And what's interesting is in my first relationship, I said I love you way too early, bro. I I said that shit like it was like way too early. I didn't know what love meant, right? And I didn't know how much that, that word carries. And I still feel like I don't. I feel like I do say I love you to a lot of people. And that's kind of just the person I am. I, I say I'm friends with a lot of people. And my definition for friend is probably way more loose than, than yours is. And that may not be a great thing. That's just kind of how I operate. So in that sense, I feel like the word love wasn't really as powerful and as mystical of, of, of a saying. But yeah, recently I've had to actually actually say it. <laughs> and... I don't think you, if you have to be told when is the right time to say I love you, I feel like it's not the right time yet. Is that fair to say? I feel like in terms of saying I love you, it's just like, at least for me, what's interesting is the current relationship I'm in is a lot of moments we've had have felt like movies, which is really weird. And maybe that's just because I'm a weird YouTuber and like romanticizing everything and thinking about the shots and the angles. But weirdly enough, I've had a lot of those moments. And I think one of those moments just hit and I was like, this feels right. And, uh, you know, she actually said it first. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, that's that's right. And I, I it wasn't like a strong like me coming in like, oh, I love you. It was more of like, it's kind of funny because she was like, I think she kind of called me out in a way. Um, but yeah, I was almost like, yeah, I I, I love you. And it, it's interesting because I kind of, um, I held off on, on in this current relationship I'm in because I knew how much that weight, word weighs now and I want to be more careful with it. But I think what's interesting to me is I feel like, I feel like growing up, and kind of in our household, like, I love you is said through action. It's said through intent. And I think that's something that I've almost felt is I say I love you at a point, not through my words necessarily, but I do say I love you a lot through my actions and the gifts I give or the words I say and just the small things. And I feel like I love you is really honestly said when you go out of your way to do something for someone else to make them happier, even though it might not be what you you necessarily want to do. I feel like that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently in love. It's like love is not what you do when you feel like it's what you do when you don't feel like it sometimes. And that sounds like an unsexy definition, whatever it might be wrong in your eyes. But at least to me, that's what I've held pretty constant in love. Love is like gifting going out of your way to drive someone to the airport going out of your way to to gift someone that you love that's sick a little a little gift box right it's it's sacrificing some of your comfort and where you're at now to do something nice for someone else and be there for someone and i feel like that's really what love is so yeah that, that this is an interesting question because i'm never really a relationship expert conversation guy <laughs> nice one Simon but yeah that's what I would say it's more of you know to me saying I love you is more the cherry on top of your actions but if you have to ask then it's not the time yet because it will happen and it will happen naturally and you'll know you'll know um um let's head on to the second question what is the one thing in life that you regret the most 
Now, what's interesting is I have zero regrets in my life. Like, actually, I'm not saying that to, like, flex or anything. Like, I literally have zero regrets in my life. Um, I do think I do regret when I first took my road trip out to the Wholesome House, right? This was two years ago, about. I drove to Montana and back, and I do regret... Um, I, I do regret not stopping by more places and meeting up with more people. I know at the time my audience was nothing compared to what it is now, but it would have been nice to just throw something on my story, go visit a town, like really engage with the people because when you're traveling, it really is the communities you find and the people you, you encounter that are important. Right. And so I wish I had done that more. But besides that, I feel like it's funny because I mentioned this in one of the podcasts that I now deleted, but in terms of failure or regret, in the moment, it might feel like failure, but looking back at it, and of course, it's easier to connect the dots looking back, but every time I've fully failed, it's just redirected me towards where I am now and the next level and the next step of my life, and I've been appreciative of that. And so, you know, looking back on my latest failure, which was the clothing brand, not being able to hire people, spending way too much money, I literally spent so much money trying to maintain that business. It, the idea to focus on my YouTube videos came from that. I decided to focus on YouTube videos because I was done with the brand and that worked out and I'm so much more happy now. And so to, to look at those failures and the regrets as just redirection has really helped me out. You know, maybe that's a jaded like copium way of like <laughs> looking at these things. But at the same time, that's the mindset I've taken. It's interesting because I'm definitely someone who doesn't care enough. I'm just like, yeah, it's going to work out, whatever. Like, let's take this risk, whatever, it'll work out. Like, you know, I, I don't plan things that much. I, um, like, I don't get stressed. I don't get stressed about things. And that's not a great thing because I miss a lot of things and I, you know, might screw up a lot more. But at the same time, that's helped me kind of deal with failure or stress because I know it'll work out in the end. And so that's what I'd say to that is the whole bundle of, like, regret is... Like you may regret things, but as long as you kind of like pull yourself up and you, you use that and you move forward, like at the end of the day, you can only regret something so much before like moving on. Right. And if you do something great and you continue to move on in the direction you want to go, then that regret becomes smaller, and smaller and less, less, less relevant. Uh, I think what's interesting is like if you sit, so let's say you fail. Let's say you do something, you fail. If you just sit there, actually, let's do a little visualization. Imagine you are on a chessboard. You are the pawn and there's only, you know, you're a pawn and you move forward once. This is like a stupid nod. I'm trying to make this up on the fly. Surely I can do it. <laughs> let's say you're a pawn, you move forward once and then you fail. You don't do well on your exam. You, you your video doesn't get posted if you stay there and stew in that regret you'll never move to the next space but then let's say you move forward and you do better on the next exam you you edit that video harder you you tell a better story you focus more on what you want to do then you move forward and then by the time you're like five or six spaces down you're not really going to care about that first thing and then you're actually going to look back at that first failure on that first step and be like yo i'm glad that happened because now i'm here right and to look at life like that, this helped me a lot, definitely. And so that's what I would say to that is like, look at it like that if you can. Um, 
just make sure you don't stay in one spot too long and dwell over one thing too long. I know it's different because I, I, I don't really set, you know, I don't really hold grudges or anything, but that's what I would say to that. Uh, interesting questions today, guys. Interesting questions. I'm sorry it's a and I know that's a little lame, but uh, at the same time, you know, trying to push through low energy. I think what's interesting, like I said, about, like, it's so scary when you lose the passion. You lose, like, the fire that's burning in your heart. I feel like the fire has been dimly lit right now. But I know that just, like, resting up a bit will definitely help. I feel like that's a good rest uh, lesson in, in, in rest. All right, let's get more of these questions. How do you turn your video ideas into an actual video? Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash wholesome Simon. Uh, anyways, um, what's interesting is, okay, this is my philosophy when I approach my YouTube videos now is like, I do things because I want to do them. I will start a podcast. I will start a business. I will get back into physical products. I will start a community on campus because they're interesting, right? I'll get into building Legos. Who knows? And, um... I'll do those things and imagine that my method of creating is just putting the camera on the side, putting the camera right off to the side and continue doing all these things, but recording it, documenting it, tell it, explain to the camera how I feel in this moment, just continue to do all these things. And then after maybe two or three months, I reflect, I look back, I start talking and I realize, oh, I went through this in the last few months. Like this is kind of what I went through. And then I go look at the footage and I'm like, okay, I can tell the story now because I know like the whole arc. But if I never get to that point where I just realize what I went through, if I never grow as a person, then there is no videos. And so that's how I've been thinking of like how I turn my life into content is I'm not thinking about the video at all. I'm just living my life. And then when I learn something, when I recognize growth in myself, I just go back and edit it together. Um, and I recently started approaching this in my last video. I think that was really like where I, I pinpointed that. I just talked to the camera for a bit and I realized this is what I went through. This was a story arc of my life. And I find that the best stories, the best stories always occur in real life it, 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 by far. And you might not appreciate, you might not know about it because we're not paying attention to it. It's not like a movie we're watching all the time, but I guarantee you the greatest stories are found in our day-to-day -day lives. The small, unexpected occurrences that we encounter and we overcome are incredible. Just you couldn't, you could, no one could come up with it, right? And so I found that that's kind of my best way of approaching these videos is to like really see it that way and not worry too much about the video itself, but, you know, not force the video, almost just accept that that's the story of my life. And I think that's why I've been able to create in an authentic way. And that's why I've been able to document my life that way is that's the mindset I've been taking. So something to, something to chew on. Um, it's, it's not, it's less of the idea of the video, more of like, just what am I doing in my life? And that's, that's been really, really cool to, to encounter. Um, have you ever been to the United Kingdom? I have not. Um, I really miss traveling. It's been a while back in school now but we are uh we are debating that <laughs> was there was there ever a point in your life where you felt purposelessness 
purposeless or didn't know why you exist. Honestly, today I'm feeling a little, little purposeless, honestly. Um, I know I'm just tired, but when you lose that drive or passion, it's a scary thing, especially if that's what you, that type of person you are. Um, this happens every once in a while with me. It's just like, is this, and it's this same thought that kind of cycles through my mind of like, is this all there is to my life? And that's a scary thing to go through, right? You lose hope, you lose patience, but, uh, I found that you just rest up and that's how you know you're at your limit. You just rest up a bit and then you get back on it. Um, I have a note on my phone. It is locked, but it explains October 16, 2021, one of the lowest points I've been in mentally. And I literally, I remember writing this. I was at the Wholesome House at the time. I wrote down this note being completely honest about my mental state because I knew I'd look back on it one day and be like very proud of myself. And I, I read back on it at the beginning of the year. I cried. Um, this is where I felt the most hopelessness and the most purposeless. Not, not necessarily. I think it was more of like a low mental state, not necessarily those specific things, but um, and I don't want to read this. I'm not going to share this. I know I'm very vulnerable online, but part of that's knowing what to share and what to do, but just know it's, it's hard to read. Um, and I think I felt a lot of that floating feeling when I wasn't in college and the beginning of my gap year where I didn't know what I was doing. I was creating videos, but they weren't really getting anywhere and I didn't really have a, a purpose. And so that's kind of where, uh, I felt the, the lowest, I think, um, I think after I ended Keep Wholesome as well, I felt a little bit of that because it was because uh, it was my first time not being with the clothing brand and I've been known as that person for a while. We've kind of talked about it on this podcast, but uh, that realization was a bit difficult as well. Um, you know, everyone has those moments, especially if you're a driven person and you let go of the thing that you're known for, right? Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the lowest point. But look at look at look at where we're at now. Not doing too bad, right? Um. We're going to answer one more question and then I'm going to call it a day. Like I said, low energy. Apologies for that. Um, have you ever felt like there's still a part of yourself that you don't like? Interesting. I feel like I struggled with this a lot in high school of like not really knowing myself well enough to like really respect myself in the way that, hey, I didn't really like a lot of things about myself and that wasn't the best time. I think the biggest thing is I always felt kind of annoying feel like I'm very extroverted at some points and you know even you know feeling like you're annoying people and just being obnoxious and not cool I'm not really sure what flipped but I still do struggle with that sometimes I'm much more confident now and I think that's because I know who I am and if people don't like who I am then that it's that's fine like <laughs> that is just how it is right but I think more of like, sometimes I get glimpses of that. Sometimes I do feel annoying. Sometimes I do feel obnoxious, but I have taken the stance that this year I want to be the person that obnoxiously texts group chats to make things come to life. And so far that's worked. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a part of myself that I struggled with for a while. I think what changed is just really falling more into myself. And I think this is something that naturally happens as you grow up, but some people reach this point earlier than others. I think it's just through like really being brave and, and stepping into your world of the things you enjoy and what you like and being unapologetic about it. And the faster you do that, the faster you find yourself and the less embarrassed you get about certain traits that you might've been embarrassed about before. Maybe you are a shy person. Maybe 
that's something you're embarrassed about. But if you if you don't if you switch it so you don't have let that have power over you, that's a really really powerful thing. But of course, that takes time and that takes bravery to start embracing the things you like and not funnel into what the general things what the general population is saying right i think it's just hard in high school as well because everything's clicky and you want to be cool right <laughs> but anyways that's all i got for today tired we're we're out of here you know sometimes we have low days right but i'm gonna bounce back this week um today's gonna be a great day and this week's gonna be great for you guys love you i'll talk to you soon peace